You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FNB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. And Wayne, I was just thinking about, I'm looking at the screen today, there's a few announcements on the Stock Exchange News Service. Bitcoin's gone through the roof, gold is holding above 2000 the dollar's strengthening because there's all sorts of talk now that the euro will be the recipient of a interest rate cut in the first quarter by the ECB. They'll be the first bank, the central bank that actually cuts rates. That's, that's the word. So the euro is sort of slipping a bit, but nothing dramatic. And altogether, nothing dramatic going on at all. And this is when I, I thought of you and I thought, what does someone like Wayne do at this time of year? I mean, I know what he does. He, he fiddles more with his cars, which is quite right. But as a portfolio manager, are you just shuffling papers and thinking of a letter to write to everybody for the, your year-end summary? How does it go? Uh, look, I must say the market has obviously quietened down around this time of year. It hasn't really started yet. It'll start on the 15th or whatever. The market will get very, very quiet. Yes. So essentially all, you know, unless something dramatic changes worldwide, you know, unless there's a economic or a political event that changes it, generally speaking, you know, it's this week and next week, and it'll wind down. Okay. Yeah. And and as and as with all financial institutions, we essentially close between Christmas and New Year. So we've got skeleton staff in, in case there's some sort of dramatic event happening. Mm. But uh, we all take leave during between Christmas and New Year. It's a compulsory leave. Yeah, but as you say, from the 15th. So it all sorts of winds down, yeah. But from about the 15th, well... Our state president gave us next Friday off because we won the World Cup. So it'll be next Thursday. I can't believe that. You get a day off for winning a cup. Yeah, I must say, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just not sure about that. Look, the Saturday was already a public holiday, as far as I remember. Mm. So it's just essentially started holidays a day earlier okay so you got the yeah, 18th look, i must say but that's but yeah. that's another that's another discussion that all yeah it as is to why we got an extra day off i mean it was wonderful to win the world cup but mm. i mean what happens look we never have to worry about winning the soccer world cup so we won't get an extra day off for that because that's not going to happen in my lifetime uh secondly we may win the cricket world cup if that's not impossible over the next decade or two or three will we also get a public holiday and then what if we win the world um bowling championships do we also get a public holiday that in the, in the bowling world cup seems unlikely i don't know where you draw the line but we, we, we but but anyway let's leave that yes let's leave that but just tell me the date so i, I didn't mm. know about this thing uh, what is the date of this rugby world cup winning public holiday friday whatever next friday is Next Friday, so that will be the, just check the, the 11th, 12th, 13th, I think it's 15th or 16th, The 15th. Yes. The 15th is a Friday, and that's the holiday, and the 16th was already a public holiday. That's Day of Reconciliation. Mm. The 15th is the World Cup win public holiday. I see what he's done. So in other words, because they wouldn't move the 16th from the Saturday, uh, he's stuck in that one on the 15th. Okay, I see yeah. what he's done, but it's so still look, so unjustifiable. Look, so look, the, 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 the rule is if a public holiday is on a Sunday, you get the Monday off. Mm. But if a public holiday is on a Saturday, you don't get the Friday off or the Monday off. It's just a public holiday. So those people who would normally have worked on the Saturday get a public holiday – 
or at very least get paid more because they're working on a public holiday because most people who work on a Saturday are in retail. Yes, or hospitality. Wayne, so the 14th, yeah, the, yeah. the 14th is the end of the year, so 10 days' time. As I was saying, yes. what, what are you doing with your clients? And you, you wouldn't be changing any major positions at this no, time of year, no. You know, as I said, un- unless there's a big event, either political or economic, we're not changing much now at all. No, and that's exactly how it should be. And then you, you come back all fresh-faced and looking forward. And as I ask everybody, have you got any highs and lows of 2023? We'll start with 2023 looking back. You were tested sorely at some times, I think, Wayne, having spoken to you every week. Yeah. Well, it was. It, it, it's, it's just sort of, I suppose, the central theme of, you know, higher for longer, when will interest rates fall, are they going up, is the share market cheap or expensive and all it's it's the same debate as you correctly said it's been going on for a while but at least it seems now to be more or less in line with what i thought would happen so yeah it it, it was you know certainly was the, the was quite trying the resource shares still haven't recovered they've stabilized putting gold aside mm. they've stabilized now but they haven't really recovered much uh, I, I anticipated it probably happening this year sometime. I also expected inflation to fall a little bit quicker, but at least it is falling, which is which is a good thing. Uh, so, uh, you know, the all share, we've had a couple of difficult times, and I suppose the worst is in October, but the market recovered nicely in November. So the market's... A little bit up on the year, but you know it's been going between seventy thousand and eighty thousand the whole year. You know it's touched eighty thousand, you know three times. It touched seventy thousand or seventy-two thousand twice. So it's been a volatile year, but that's not unexpected in a high interest rate, high inflation environment, which of course means the commodity cycle turns down. That's where we come to now, the, the, the commodities. I mean, the two things I always associate you with, I mean, with actually, well, in the markets anyway, food is another one, but that's for later on, is financials, notably banks, and also resources. Now, resources, yeah. would you say, you'll look back at 2023, in five years' time, you look back and you'll say, when I was talking to that Williams fellow, that is when the market bottomed. Will you be able to say that, do you think? Look, I hope so. I've, you know, if 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 mining shares do what they have done in the past, they will start to perform when interest rates are cut, and the valuations on on on, a, on an earnings look through basis are incredibly cheap. I mean, they truly, truly are cheap, and they've gone. I mean, as we as we all know, they've gone from looking massively, you know, earnings well above trend at the beginning of 2022 to earnings being well below trend now. So when you look at the sort of, if you like to call it through the cycle or intrinsic valuation basis on the mining shares, they truly look cheap. Yes. And uh, I mean, just our whole market looks quite cheap. Now, I know it was up 8% in November. So, you know, it's 8% less cheap than what it was. But uh, when I look... I mean, I'm sure I mentioned this maybe even last week. We do, a, I do a ranking table for about I don't know sixty odd shares, yeah. uh, and we've got quite a high hurdle rate. In other words, the prospective return on the share market has got to beat 
uh, sort of a cost of capital plus the risk factor before we would consider going overweight shares. And that hurdle factor, if I remember correctly, is about 16% or 15% per year. So up in, at the beginning of November, we were showing a positive on a two-year basis. We were showing a positive 8 9% over and above the hurdle rate, which was really cheap. Now, we've got that 8%. So now we essentially meeting our cost of capital, which means that, you know, don't be massively overweight, Chess. You're still going to get a decent return. But, you know, a lot of the true cheapness has gone out of the market. But, of course, that's the story about the market as a whole. The, the mining shares, the commodity shares still have got tremendous upside, you know, far higher than, than the 15 16% uh, per year on a two-year basis. You know, and just on commodity shares, I actually think they're terrible shares. I think over time <laughs> – these are not blue chip shares. They shouldn't be in your there. They they shouldn't be, uh, you know, a, a, a permanent major part of your portfolio. They they go from famine to feast, back to famine in an incredibly short time. So we can we can indicate that maybe the best example is Sibanya. You know, the Sibanya share price shot through the roof. They bought those terrible assets from Anglo American and. Even worse assets longer. I mean, these are seriously marginal platinum and palladium or PGM mines. They're seriously marginal. But they bought them right at the bottom, in other words, and then you had a big upcycle and they just made that money hand over fist. They made an absolute fortune, both profit-wise and cash flow-wise. And Neil Freuneman looked like a euro. And maybe he was a euro because he certainly bought the assets at the right time. But now in the down cycle, the company's running out of cash. There's no more cash there to borrow 500 million US dollars to keep the doors open. You know, so there's a prime example. And they're all like that. By the way, Sibanya might just be a more accentuated example because they own such marginal mines. But these companies are all like that. However, if you get the cycle right, you can make a fortune out of these companies. But don't forget to sell because these are not long-term holds. They're not – I mean, I know that Bidvest has got a bit of problems right now, but these are not Bidvests, eh? You know, these are not Bidcorps. These are not First National Banks. These, these, these are not permanent holds in your portfolio. These are highly, highly marginal shares that hopefully you call them right you make a bit of cash and then you reduce your holdings substantially because they are hugely volatile. I mean, a very good example is, let's use Anglo-American. I mean, during the terrible days of 2014, 2015, they almost went bankrupt. I mean, they, they well, maybe that's an exaggeration, but they ran out of cash seriously. Yeah, the share price and went to 52 cost, rand a share, I seem to remember. Yeah, yeah. Hey, not not that many, not that long after that in the upcycle. I mean, I think they paid out a sixty rand dividend for six months. You know, so you've got to be very careful with these shares because they they're not permanent holds in your portfolio, and they can truly burn on you. You, but if you get it right, there's massive upside potential, and that's where I think we are now.
Yes, another great example, of course, was part of the Anglo-American stable, and that was Kumba Iron Ore, which went into the yes. 20s, when, in fact, a year earlier, it was paying tw- the same level of dividend as the share price was a year after they paid that dividend, which Correct. is extraordinary. And I, I suppose when you, yeah. you know about this when you go into the markets. If you can be patient and wait until everybody throws in the towel, if you're a good watcher of markets and a studier of market psychology, amateur or whatever, and you look at it and you say, right, that's it, the last seller's gone, there's a vacuum, just come in and people come in and start, start buying, then that, that's a good um, strategy. And when, as you've often said, when the, everyone is talking good news, that's the time to start lightening your, your load. But we get up in the morning and it's not, not to do with the company or the CEO or the grades or the, the cost-cutting measures that you put in. It's to do with the dollar price of your commodity on the screen that is flashing and you've got no control yes. over that. Yes, and that's one of the reasons why, uh, I, I, you know, very similar to mining shares, why I don't like the primary food producers like Rainbow Chickens and the fishing companies and maybe even parts of Tiger Brands and parts of other food companies. There is so much you cannot control in your business. Hmm. You know, in, in a bank, you can control a hell of a lot. In a retailer, you can control a hell of a lot certainly substantially more, you know, in the services industry, you can control substantially more of your environment and, you know, see the fruits of good decisions made than what the mining companies and the fishing companies and the chicken companies can. So, you know, fundamentally, these are not good shares. They're not good companies. No, but you're in them because you're a man of, of great patience and you don't panic. And you may you got in a bit too early, as you will concede, but uh, that doesn't matter. It will pay dividends. We are both sure of that. Okay, so that's 2023. We'll look forward to 2024 next week, which might be our last show. In fact, almost certainly will be our last show uh, for 2023. Anyway, so it's time now to move on to other matters, food matters. We discussed, you you more or less laid out your table for us when it comes to Christmas Day. The only thing you've got to decide now is whether you get a couple of other people to come around or it's just you and the world's greatest rugby fan uh, together. So, yeah, that's for you to decide. I have uh, Wayne the the chap that was uh, shooting me a wild goose has received an order from a butcher I think it is for I don't know about six or seven of these these poor uh, these poor birds that are going to be blasted out the sky or off the lake or whatever it is in the next couple of weeks so I'm almost certain to get my wild goose which I'm looking forward to it'll be plucked and gutted and all that sort of thing for me I've ordered a duck just as backup just in case the hunting conditions aren't uh, conducive to, to, to killing uh, mm. geese, uh, so th- th- there's that. But one thing I have done this week, and I don't know if you're a fan, but I imported some truffles from a truffle place in, in the Lubron in, in Provence, south of France, which is a place I visit every year. And th- this fellow vacuum packs them, puts them in a sealed container with an ice, an ice pack in there to, to keep them cool, and strict instructions, you have to eat them within three days. You've got to keep them in the coldest part of the fridge in a sealed container. You must put some rice in that container so any moisture yeah. gets soaked up, etc. Last night, I had tagliatelle with shavings of black, black truffle all over it. And I was very generous with it as well. And, it was, and I put some truffle oil on as well and a little bit of pepper. Mm. And it was absolutely fantastic. Tonight, yeah. I've got the omelette. I'm going to grate the omelette into yeah, the fantastic. grate the truffle into the into the egg mix, and then I'm going to shave again into the omelette before I flip it over. And gosh, yeah. no, you look, like truffles, obviously. Had, 
Yes, I do. But I've only I've never had a truffle, a piece of truffle. I've only ever had truffle oil. Okay. And uh, but but very high quality stuff. This was a uh, many years ago. A good friend of mine. Uh, he basically conned me to go into that. Is it Michael Fitzjohn, the big wine guy? Oh, from uh, Fridgen. The wine. His name's Michael Fridgen. Yes, yes, I know who you mean. Yeah. The big, he, he has a, an annual wine thing where you go to a very fancy hotel mm. and you start off with a Saturday lunch and then you have fantastic food and you have all the wine pairings. Then you get a little siesta break from about 4 o'clock till 6 or 7 o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. And then you have dinner with some more wine tasting and wine, you know, wine sampling. And then you probably well, most people, overwhelming majority of people stay over at that hotel that on the Saturday night and then Sunday morning you have the champagne breakfast where you sample all the different champagnes. So this mm. whole process in total probably goes on for 10 hours, if not a little bit longer. And this friend of mine conned me, he sold me this one and then it works out I had to buy his ticket because he couldn't make it and it was not cheap. So I've only gone once. But at the breakfast on the Sunday morning, look, it was a fantastic experience. I just don't know if it was worth the money we paid for it. Um, uh, I don't know. F- f- uh, food and wine the, in those sort of – it sounds delicious. I don't know what you paid and I won't ask, but I don't know. It's, it seems right up well, your street I, to me. I, I haven't gone back. At that price, I haven't gone back. But uh, on the Sunday morning, we had the wine tasting and then we went and had the breakfast. And they had genuine scrambled eggs with the genuine – very high quality imported truffle oil to go on it, and I must admit, it was truly delicious. There's nothing that can, bit, that, that can even match the taste a of a stinky. truffle. It's incredible. Yeah, a little bit stinky, but it was it was truly truly fantastic. Good. Okay. Well, next week we'll sum up our, um, our our culinary year, Wayne, and look forward to what we haven't eaten and what we want to eat uh, the next year. But meanwhile, thank you very much as always, Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FNB Wealth and Investment. And that was Wayne on Wednesday. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.